0: Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. It's time for our weekly spot. We have a guest joining Sarah Slattery from travelexpert.ie but I want to start with you Sarah because we've been getting an awful lot of messages when you do your weekly spot saying well you're doing things for couples or you're doing things for families but what about the solo traveller and particularly people wondering about the price of trips available because sometimes they feel they've been charged for the price of two people in a hotel room.
1: Hi, Matt. Um, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes it's kind of hard to avoid that, um, solo supplement because if hotels. Or you know, have a room that will hold two. They obviously would the, if the room is priced for the room and not just for the number of people in it. So that is can is a bit unavoidable at times. But there is certainly more and more businesses and more and more holidays that are geared towards solo travel travelers now than ever was before. So it's definitely easier to book it. And uh, you know, so there are single rooms. There's the hostels nowadays are not like the hostels of old. They're really they're suite, they're private rooms, and then you've got of course the biggest explosion which is in all the guided group tours so the likes of G Adventures Travel Department you know these Intrepid Travel that basically bring solo travelers together so you're traveling solo but you're traveling in a group and they would have uh, really really good prices for solo travelers as well.
0: And this is people of all ages is it?
1: It is. But I mean, there's different trends. I mean, it's definitely, you know, you hear people talking about travel trends and solo travel is definitely one of the biggest in the last couple of years. As soon as we came out of the pandemic, um, it just exploded, really. I mean, the the Google Trends report showed that the searches were up 761% for for solo travel, uh, the term solo travel. So, yeah, it's no longer like there's no stigma attached anymore. It's like it's a cool, trendy thing to do to travel solo. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, you mightn't have looked somebody the same way when they said they were going off on their own. So it's getting more and more uh, popular and because of that there's more and more companies organising solo trips even like things like walking holidays the Camino uh, getting people together fitness camps things like that um, so there's lots and lots of options available now that there wasn't there before.
0: Is it more likely to be women who will travel on their own?
1: It is. It is. 66 to 69% it's generally most mostly women. Um, now I mean there is the train of thought that maybe Women are more inclined inclined to book those kind of package, uh, meet with like minded travellers. Men may more likely just kind of book a flight and go off on their own. So the, you know the stats are, I suppose, are skewed in that way. But I still think women are more likely um, to travel. There's a lot of people. It's all ages as well. You know, there's a lot of people who are separated always wanted to do a bucket list trip or may have different influence or may have different hobbies or interests to their their partners and just want to go and do it. Um, And COVID definitely, you know, definitely got people thinking that way. I've always wanted to do this. Why am I waiting around? Let's just do it. So there's definitely... a switch to that kind of solo travel like luxury solo travel not just your backpacking kind of hostile cheap type you know so yeah definitely a great mix out there at the moment
0: okay sinéad kennedy thank you for joining us author of life is a cycle and i think it's fair to say experienced solo traveler you've been doing it since you were what age
2: Hi, Amash. Thanks for having me in. Um, I think my first solo trip was really when I was 18. I went to college in the UK and then I dropped out and then I went off to Southeast Asia and Australia and did the whole year visa thing as a kid. But um, I'm 50 now and I'm still uh, traveling solo and very happy doing so. What's the attraction of it for you? The attraction is well, my lifestyle for a start, I'm single and childless, so I don't have anybody as such to travel with. So rather than sitting around and waiting for life to happen, I get up and I make it happen. But the other thing is, is that it's just such an amazing time in your life. It's really, really liberating. But, you know, you're not tied down to anyone or anyone's opinions. You're out there. You're seeing the world your way. It's pure and utter freedom. And I can just come and go as I please. So even though I sort of have a a settled life here in Ireland, every year at December, I take uh, three to four weeks off and I let my inner backpacker go mad.
0: And what sort of places have you been to? Because I believe you've been to 70 countries.
2: Uh, just over, actually, Panama. I'm just back from Costa Rica and Panama, so that was number 70 and 71. I've been to uh, quite a lot of South America. I've done most of Southeast Asia. Um, I've been to all kinds of crazy places. I've been to part of the North Pole. I've been to Everest Base Camp, um, Yeah, just Cuba, like loads of places. Amazing. But I did also work on the cruise ships for a year, which brought me to a lot of outposts. I was in Brunei one day, for instance, you know, which was obviously very, very exciting.
0: Okay, And so you're doing this for that length of time. Is this an expensive way of doing things? Because as I said earlier to Sarah, some of the people who were getting in touch say that when you travel on your own, you end up maybe paying for two.
2: No, the way I travel is absolutely not. And, and I have to be honest with you again, I'm not a consumer. I'm not spending money on handbags and hair and things like that. Um, I, I do brush my hair, but I, <laughs> you know, I do look, I don't look a state. Um, but you know, I do, I put all my money into a piggy bank and I would live on baked beans if I had to, 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 to travel. However, when I travel, I do it independently. Um, I, I did find Costa Rica and Panama a lot more expensive than I ever, ever imagined. But on the other side, um, in 2022, I was in Thailand and Laos, and that was cheap as chips. I couldn't give my money away. So it swings and roundabouts, um, and knowing where to go, if you're on a budget, don't go to Costa Rica. If you're, if you're on a very tight budget, head towards South, Southeast Asia.
0: Okay, so what type of person do you have to be, though, to actually go off on your own? I mean, Are you sociable with other people in all of these countries, or do you stay to yourself?
2: No, far from it. No, I, I would be, um, well, you know, you're, you're doing kind of day trips and things and you're getting chatting to people and a lot of people are on the same beaten track. You might, you're like in, for instance, in Costa Rica, I bumped into some people in Costa Rica and then I bumped into them again in Panama. You know, we were all on the same trail. Um, no, I have friends from all over the world now from traveling solo. I even have a godchild in Finland because of solo traveling. I met her mom on a trip to Portugal and we just became great friends. But I I think, look, if you're a nervous Nelly, traveling solo is not for you. Uh, like Sarah said, go out in a group holiday and have your, you know, that's fine. And it, there's loads of advantages to doing that. But if you're happy enough just to get on with life and to see the world your way, then just get on with it. Um, a lot of times people ask me about sitting meals seems to be a big, big problem. People don't want to eat alone. Um, so what I would always say to them is, look, you know, go to night markets, you know, where there's hustle and bustle and you might have to share tables with people. Um, you kind of have to stick your elbows out. But like that, if you're going to go to a honeymoon destination or a Michelin star hotel- restaurant on your own, of course, it's going to be lonely. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb. But if you, you know, if you go to places where there's other people, such as a night market, you're going to have great crack.
0: Friend of mine who travels solo says she just brings a book. So she goes and sits at a table to sort of eat a meal. She says reading a book, people don't really actually interrupt you.
2: Well, if she wants quiet time, then that's a great idea, is hide behind a book. But personally, I don't. I love, I'm real nosy. I just love talking to the waiters and finding out about their life and their culture and meeting people I I just yeah I'd be a bit more nosy than that. (laughs) Okay Sarah come back to me
0: and tell me what sort of um where do you go to find the sort of deals that might be available or is this more a question when you're traveling solo doing more DIY packages?
1: Yeah, I think that there's, I suppose, listening to Sinead there, it sounds like uh, fabulous uh, places you've been to. So I suppose it's completely, there's two different really types of solo travel. There's, you know, there's people who like that, like Sinead, will go off and be very independent. And then I suppose for people doing it for the first time, um, that's probably where I, I, I'm thinking back. Like I would have, my solo travel experience is quite limited but you know there are things you can do if you're a little bit nervous you can go to maybe a place you've been before so you know familiar destination go back there so it's not sort of daunting uh, I find the sun interesting what we were saying about restaurants I find when I'm on my own I've absolutely no problem sitting outside dining al fresco people watching um, I think that's really nice in the summer I don't feel I always feel when I'm inside dining on my own in a restaurant it doesn't feel the same so summertime is probably an easier time if it's your first time to start and like you just lay on the beach all day, you can lay by the pool and that's just completely normal. Cruises actually as well are another interesting um, thing you can do like Norwegian Cruise Line are brilliant for solo tra- travellers they have a whole separate area with a separate lounge so um, all the cabins are for solos in this particular area you meet up people at night time and then with cruises people are eating at different times of the day anyway so you're never really on your own there either and um, so there's lots of options for, for people who are um, not really sure where to start. And then uh, going back to what I said at the beginning, I think the, the guided group tours, the likes of Travel Department, um, TD Active, Geo Adventures, they, they, they'll organise these group um, trips where you're with like-minded people, you're going solo, but you're in a group. I think they're perfect for like, if you always wanted to see India, for instance, and you're afraid to go on your own or, you know, somewhere far flung, but it's, it's just... To you're afraid to kind of take that leap and go into Southeast Asia on your own. So I think again, ju- just going back, there's two different types, really, okay. of solo travellers. I think.
0: What, what about the safety issue, Sinead? I mean, have you ever felt vulnerable being a woman on your own in other countries?
2: No, and and I hate to say it. Any time I've ever had problems regarding my safety, it's actually been here in Dublin, and I have been all over the world, and I have never had any problems. Uh when I was in Panama there for instance it was the first time in my life I ever met a swindler and it was uh something I I really wasn't expecting I was sitting in this um you know ca- I would casual dine I'm, I'm not interested in food it was just a casual dining place and a chap came along and sat beside me and started spinning me a yarn and, and you know the first instant you're like oh actually hang on a minute this person's in trouble and then you're like no hang on a minute I you know he's trying
0: to scam me he's
2: trying to scam me he's looking for money and, and it was really hard to sit there and, and close off to him because naturally you're a nice person. You want to help people. But, um, but it, you know, he was pulling on the emotional tug saying he was going to have to sell his wedding ring and all this rubbish. And then, um, he said to me, he was kind of getting nothing out of me. And he said, what would you do if I was, if you're in my situation? I said, you know what? I would ring my partner that I'm married to and get them to sort it out for you.
0: okay and tell us about the things you do when you're away is it does it help if you get involved particularly if you're joining up with a group of other single people to have an activity in mind because i know your book is life is a cycle cycling is a big part of your life isn't it
2: cycling is a huge part of my life and actually i was looking around, I was trying to find a cycling holiday with yoga and sort of rehabilitation, um, you know, because if you're going to be cycling at a high level, you need to look after your body. And I couldn't find one. So I set up a cycling and yoga holiday in Spain. And I'm bringing a group down there now in March. And I do that every year. I've been doing it now for 10 years. And I collaborate with a cycling company down there. So I think as well, just having an activity is amazing because you... A, there's a purpose, there's a reason to go there, there's something to get up for every single morning. But there's also a a natural icebreaker. So, for instance, you're talking about bikes or routes or, you know, whether it's a cookery holiday, a wine tasting holiday, photography. Activity is amazing and I have done a part of the Camino over the years. Again, hugely, hugely exciting place to go as a solo traveller because, you know, there's everyone is on the same path. And it's great to hear about other stories and to clear your head from life here you know your own beliefs and you know all the rubbish we're being bombarded with by friends families and you know just everything just step away and and I think that's my biggest draw about travel traveling solo is that I I just get to hear myself think
0: okay and just finish you Sarah Slattery I believe the word to use now is solo rather than single why is that
1: yeah, um, I suppose, I, I didn't really think of it uh, like that, but solo travel is definitely the, the term, and you don't really have to be single, I guess, to, to, to solo travel, like lots of married people are doing it as well, um, it's just... They, they, they take off, get a intentions.
0: break from their spouses to go off on a trip.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, like for for me personally, you know, I love skiing. I absolutely love it. My husband hates it. So I get the chance to go ski like I'm there. And so like there's lots of different and people, you know, different partners. Some people are into sports, you know, cycling or whatever, and they want to go and do camps. There's some great fitness camps down. It's great. One of Marbella, Marbella Fitness Camp. So, you know, there's lots of different things like that you can do. And they don't have to be high intensity either. You know, they can just go like that just to get some me time to switch off um, and, and either meet people or you don't. That's like some people go on a solo trip to just do nothing and not talk to anyone. Others go to meet like minded people. So it's, it's there's no, I suppose, one size fits all really, I think.
0: Sarah Sattery from the Travelexpert.a and Sinead Kennedy, author of Life is a Cycle. Thank you both for being with us here on The Last Word in Today FM. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from
1: 4 30. Today